Welcome to the OFR Farm Report, your look at the Atlanta Braves minor league system brought to you by OutfieldFlyRule.com, hosted by Andy Harris and Matt Kritzberg. Hey everybody, welcome to the OFR Farm Report podcast with me as always, my co-host Matt Kritzberg. Hey Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, although uh, it's kind of a little bit of the downer now that the minor league seasons are wrapping up. Um, Augusta wrapped and uh, Rome wrapped up a uh, week before last, and Mississippi's wrapped up their season, and Gwinnett's hitting into the home stretch with their final series of the season this week. Yeah, I'm finally going to go catch a Gwinnett game. I have not uh, been able to get there up there all season, but I will be there for the last game of the season on Sunday. Yep. So I'm sure it'll be like a bullpen game or something along those lines. Yeah, I noticed on the final game of the season for Mississippi, uh, they basically inverted the lineup. So like Landon Stevens was leading off and Cody Milligan was hitting ninth. They were taking it very seriously. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, Landon Stevens stole a base yesterday. So he's trying to prove he uh, belongs in that leadoff spot. Of course, he did go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, but... I digress. How did he get on base to steal a base? <laughs> oh, he did walk. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So 0 for 4 with four strikeouts and a walk. Okay. That's 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 so Landon. Yeah. <laughs> He's an on-base machine. <laughs> so the Braves have pretty much wrapped up, too. They got, what, 12, 11, 12 games left in the regular season, the Big League Braves. And... um yeah, ever since they, uh, <laughs> ever since they, uh, um, uh, clinched the division in Philadelphia, uh, they got swept by Miami and they are well on their way to, uh, dropping this first game at home against Philadelphia. Um, so let's talk a little bit about postseason and what this pitching staff may look like or what we think is going to happen maybe in the next few weeks here. Uh, today they made a move. They, uh, they uh, designated for assignment Derek Rodriguez, who stayed just long enough to allow a bunch of runs to the Marlins. And um, they brought up Lucas Lukey, who I don't think is on anybody's list of uh, postseason possibilities. But uh, what do you think is the next move for these guys? I, I think it's bringing Jesse Chavez back. I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't bring him back today because he pitched a lot at Gwinnett last week. I mean, in six games, he pitched three of those games. Yeah, I, th- I think Licky, I mean, like it's seven to one right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he pitches like the eighth and ninth innings or something along those lines just to kind of eat up some innings and give the regular some rest. And then they'll DFA him tomorrow on to somebody else. But I don't think they're looking at Litke as a postseason lefty possibility. Seven to one in the eighth inning. It's looky time. <laughs> hey, it could be Charlie Culberson time. <laughs> yeah. Continuing on this thread. Yeah, I think Chavez is probably up pretty much as soon as he's recovered from his the three outings he was he was in with the Gwinnett last week. Uh, also saw a note. Uh, looks like Nick Anderson is about to start a rehab assignment with Gwinnett, so he's got a week. <laughs> to to uh, get up to speed if he's going to be a consideration for uh, the postseason. Um, someone we know who apparently will not be a consideration is going to be Dylan Lee, who was put on the 60-day IL basically to, to make room for some of these, uh, these uh, non-roster guys that are getting selected 
so that's um, that's kind of a disappointment because we know he's he's a season postseason performer, right? Yeah, and I think it was kind of a he he was worked a lot last season. He was just never right this season. We pitched for a few weeks, got hurt. It's just been kind of off and on. Even in his rehab outings at Gwinnett, he was never uh, particularly good. I think they just brought him up as like, just let's just give him a shot at the big league level and see what he can do. And it wasn't a whole lot. And then uh, it's kind of a bit odd. They optioned him and then they reversed the option when they put him on the injured list. So, and then they moved him to the 60 day IL. So he was like really done for the season. So hopefully he'll uh, be able to heal over the winter and come back uh, full health next season. Right. And let's talk about Kyle Wright. So he gave up some more home runs today. At times he looked okay, kind of like his, his first start. Uh, and then at times it just catches way too much of the plate. He's probably got, what, two more starts before the end of the season, assuming he's still healthy. But I'm not feeling real great about his postseason rostering chances. No, I mean, he's what he threw 78 pitches tonight, but it took, I mean, he did that four innings. I mean, he walked four. I mean, he's just, he still should be rehabbing, but uh, they didn't really have many options. I mean, most everybody at the AAA level had been used and were still within their option period. So they kind of brought back right because they just ran out of choices and decided to just let him continue his rehab at the major league level. Uh, still building up his pitch count, but I mean, yeah, unless something significantly improves in his next two starts. I mean, I, I think the top four of the starting rotation said it's just a matter of what kind of role can Bright play in the postseason. Can, can he play a role when he come in pitch an inning or two? I mean, he's done that before in the in the playoffs, so it remains to be seen, but I'm not particularly hopeful after these first couple of outings. So let's let's count it off. So the gimmies here, obviously the the four the four starters, Freed, Strider, Morton, and Elder. And we talked last time about Elder if he's going to make the postseason roster for the first round, and I think we came to the conclusion that he was. Um, and then in the bullpen, assuming all these guys are healthy, Iglesias, Mentor, Pierce Johnson, uh, Joe Jimenez, Kirby Yates are probably the five gimmies there. Um, so that leaves room for, um, for four more. If, if Jesse Chavez comes back and is healthy, I think he's definitely got a spot, right? He, right. And then you got Michael Tonkin as a possibility. He's been shaky lately, but I, I think he's pitched well enough throughout the season that I think he'll get a spot. Uh, and, and, late- and, and it could be to, and it could be to fill a role like he's doing tonight. I mean, uh, Wright could only go four innings. I mean, if you have somebody doing that in the playoffs and he can come in and knock out two or three innings, I mean, that would be invaluable to a bullpen. Yeah. And then uh, kind of a dark horse here at the end, uh, Jackson Stevens uh, was uh, selected last week, uh, put in two pretty good um, kind of uh, long relief stints, right? Um three innings uh, for one and three and a third for another. And all that time he only gave up one earned run. He's looked pretty solid. Um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily scoff at him make, getting a spot. And that and yeah. that may come down to, let's say, if Nick Anderson's shoulder gets bulky again and a spot opens up, yeah, I mean, Jackson Stevens could very well be an option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got Colin McHugh, who's currently on the 15-day IL. 
with uh, shoulder inflammation. Now, him having shoulder inflammation would actually explain a lot of what, what's been going on with him over the last month or so, because uh, he was pitching extremely poorly. And, um, you know, while early in the year, he was, he was actually pitching pretty well. So um, if he's healthy, you know, and he would have to show that he's healthy and there's only 12 days left, 12 games left. So possibility uh, ben Heller, I guess, is a possibility, though he's in Gwinnett currently. And then you have starters that could potentially fill in spots. Uh, of those, I think Darius Vines and Alan Winans seem like they might have the best shot. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a pretty interesting outing the other night at Gwinnett when um, A.J. smith Shaver pitched. He hadn't pitched in weeks, really, for to any real degree, and he actually pitched three innings, only threw 29 pitches. I'm sure he was on a pitch count, but it was probably surprising that he went three innings. Uh, but, I mean, he pitched pretty well in that time, didn't give up any hits or runs, well, walked a couple of hitters. But, I mean, that, judging from the layoff he's had, that's still a pretty good result. And then right behind him, Darius Vines came, came in and threw six scoreless innings. So I think he's very much in – the pipeline would be able to possibly make the postseason roster. Um, we'll be able to see that next week. Uh, I think it'd be the beginning of next week. All of these pitchers that they optioned out over the last couple of weeks, like Winans and Vines will be eligible to come back and we'll see if they bring any of them up, try to get them a little work and a little bit of a tryout here before the end of the year. Yeah. A pitcher that I think has probably pitched his way out of the picture is uh, Jared Schuster. I don't know if he ever actually was because it would obviously only be for a bullpen spot. And that's not really something he's done all year. Um, But if there was any question at all, uh, his last start uh, against Miami was, was really pretty bad. Um, Something that he can take this off season is just, he's got to figure out a way to put batters away after getting to two strikes on them. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have strikeout stuff and he hasn't been striking anybody out. I mean, it's, when every ball is put in play, bad things are going to happen eventually. And I think that's just something, yeah. I mean, when he came up, he was a guy through in the high 90s, and now he's barely hitting 90 on the gun with his fastball. So he's got to figure out why he get a little extra velocity out of it. And going back to McHugh for a minute, I don't see McHugh making the roster. I mean, even when he was healthy, he just he does not have any kind of strikeout stuff this season. I think he's only averaging like six strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, it's it's – He's nowhere near the guy he was last season. Like you said, maybe it's shoulder inflammation, but either way, he just doesn't have the stuff he had last season. He's had some good appearances here and there where he'd come in and eat two or three innings at a time, but they've got a couple of guys like that on the roster right now between Tonkin and Jackson Stevens, so I don't know if he really fits anywhere on the current pitching staff. Yeah. If if you were Brian Snicker and you had four spots to fill out for your postseason bullpen, who were you taking? Oof. Um, and then Brad Hand's a guy you got to keep in consideration. I mean, if used properly, he's a guy that could help. Um, but just like his appearance in Philly last week, where he got um, where he faced Schwarber and Harper in the same inning. You forget if two of the three batters you're facing are lefties, that's a kind of scenario you can use Brad Hand in. But if you got three righties coming up, that's not a place where he could just simply can't get right handers out. So it would be kind of a limited scenario where you could use him, but he could possibly serve a uh, purpose. So uh, hands one of your four. I think so. Um, I wouldn't rely on him for any kind of high leverage, but he's a guy who could possibly fill a spot. I'm just, 
just not sure what the other possibilities are. And I, I think a lot of it's going to be determined over the next couple of weeks, just based off of who's healthy and who's not. I mean, guys we think are healthy won't be, and guys that we don't see as really being possibilities right now could work their way into the mix. Now, I don't know if there's anybody at Gwinnett that might be. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with Mississippi's season ending. Like, what do they do with Hurston Waltrip? Did they bring him up to Gwinnett this week and give him a look? And that's kind of where I was going with all this. Um, I think I think he will be promoted to Gwinnett tomorrow on Tuesday. And I think he will be given a look. And I think he might be actually be used twice somehow yeah like, and, in, in short stints yeah and i don't i don't know if he'll be coming along this week i'm kind of wondering if um brooks wilson might join him this week he's pitched very well in mississippi working his way back from uh tommy john surgery and he's been very impressive i kind of wonder if they might bring him up this week as well it's a, i mean I'd, I'd see him as a very big long shot but i mean you couldn't hurt to have an extra reliever with big time strikeout stuff in the pipeline in case you do need him yeah it, and it's not like it's not like the guys that have been up and down have seized the opportunities here, right? I, I think we can agree that the Pierce Johnson trade has been tremendously successful. Although, hey, congratulations, uh, Victor Vodnik for his uh, major league call up uh, two weeks ago. That was uh, that was great to see. But um, I'm glad Pierce Johnson is in the bullpen. Um, he's really fit in well in that late inning um, uh, scenarios, along with Iglesias and Mentor. Uh, Jimenez has been a little bit cold lately, but I think he's he's got better stuff than just about everybody in the bullpen. Yeah, um, I mean, Kirby, he's probably like a seventh inning type guy right now. Yeah, and then Kirby Yates. Um, you know, I've been skeptical of him for most of the season, but you know, the results are the results, and um, you know, when he's on, he's extremely good. It just kind of you want to close your eyes to make sure you get the good, good Yates that day. Right. But um, he, he's definitely a, a guy. Right. But after that, yeah. One, if Waldrip shows that he can get guys out in short stints, then why not Strider him? Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a very much a possibility at this point. I think they're looking to fill in spots in that bullpen, especially situational type things. Like if it's a six inning and you've got to get a couple of batters out, I mean, who, who are you going to at this point? I mean, you don't want to go to Minter or Jimenez that early in the game, but I mean, you got to go to somebody and you don't want to be bringing in Brad Hand or Jackson Stevens in that scenario. <laughs> it's it, man, you know, Brad Hand was the dude just not that long ago, right? And this, it's kind of weird that, yeah, he may not, he might not get a postseason roster spot in favor of maybe a guy who hasn't been in the majors all year and was pitching college, <laughs> pitching college ball earlier, you know, earlier this year. Yeah, it's kind of the, it's kind of like the scenario of uh, you bring up a guy that hasn't has been at Gwinnett all year or AAA, uh, just a pinch run during the playoffs. Uh, I know in the past years where we have Terrence Gore this season, Forrest Wall. It's kind of that kind of scenario. It's like a, they're playoff specialist. Yes. Now, I, do I think it's likely that Waldrop is going to get one of these spots? I, I don't, but I don't think it's zero either, right? Oh, yeah, it's definitely better than zero. But, of course, it, it could just as easily happen. He could come up to Gwinnett and have a Drew Hackenberg-type appearance. Uh, Drew Hackenberg made his um, first appearance at Mississippi last week, and he was not good at all. 
Uh, he, he got two batters out in his start uh, and walked four hitters. So, yeah, uh, obviously that didn't quite work out. But, I mean, I don't see that happening to Waldrop because he's at least made a presentable showing at every level. So, and he, he's improved as he's been at Mississippi, but I just kind of wonder if it may be too late in the game for him to work his way into the mix. But it, like I said, it's, it's not zero. It may be 10, 15%, but 10, 15% is still a chance. Yeah. And and by the way, I was actually not upset to see Hackenberg kind of have that struggle because it had just been too easy for him at Augusta. Right. And I, I think adversity is the only way that you're going to improve. Um, and, and I didn't want, I'm glad that Hackenberg's only pro experience wasn't just him blowing low A hitters away. Yeah, and I think that's very likely he starts at the season next year, probably at Rome, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the only reason he did, he got the two-level jump is just because Rome wasn't playing anymore. Augusta and Rome finished their seasons at the same time, and they want to give him somewhere to pitch. And I guess I was like, hey, let's give him a free look at Mississippi. I mean, there's no expectations here. and uh, It is what it is, but uh, gives a more realistic scenario and not some fool's goal to build on for next year and then have to turn out to back him down of the level because he couldn't hack it at double a. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I'm kind of jazzed about the potential of next year's Rome rotation, at least to start the year. It could be Owen Murphy, Drew Hackenberg, Cade Kyler, Jean-Carlos Lara, and, you know, Jorge Bautista. That's the, that's some, those are some arms. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a serious strength. And then you gotta wonder who's going to enter the mix at some point. Like between like Cole Phillips. I mean, he's, He's lurking around somewhere. He'll pitch at some point, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent down there at the lower levels. Oh, look, look yeah. who's in the game for the Braves to pitch. <laughs> it's Licky time. Oh, there he is. It lo- <laughs> it's Licky time. Oh, and he got a strikeout. Good for him. All right. <laughs> He's going to force himself back into this playoff picture. <laughs> oh, no, he does not. <laughs> it's just between he and Schuster, some somebody ought to be able to break ninety on the gun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we didn't uh, record last week, and that was my fault. Uh, uh, he, uh, Matt, you were traveling on Monday. We were going to record Tuesday. Of course, Tuesday was the game, the the clincher, and I just got sucked into that and didn't forgot completely. And then uh, eleven thirty, I was like, oh. Oh, I think I missed it. <laughs> Just so, a smidgen. Uh, yeah, so uh, I apologize for, for that. Um, so uh, let's talk very briefly about the kind of ending of uh, Augusta and Rome's season. Neither of them had a winning season, you know, season long. Uh, both of them did have a winning record in the second half, so that's that's something they can take. And uh, both of them finished with rosters that I think are roughly going to look like their rosters at the start of next season. Yeah, I think that's the case as well. Uh, those rosters had a lot of turnover uh, during the course of the season. Augusta had a not great roster at the beginning of the season, and they mm-hmm. got a lot of reinforcements over the course of the year uh, from players who played in the FCL last year, even some players who – uh, they got the draft this season, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely much improved. And they, of course they had a, a few players that worked their way up the ladder some this season as well. But I, I think that 
they've got a lot of good things to look forward to next season and Rome as well, like you were talking about with the uh, pitching staff. Yep, yep. We've already seen a few releases, and um, between that and um, and some minor league free agency, I think we're going to see a lot of new faces next year, especially, I mean, obviously Rome and August, there's always going to be turnover at the lower levels, but Mississippi has been an almost static position player wise, at least a static roster for going on almost three seasons now, you know, where it's been, you know, Lugbauer and, um, and Bunnell and uh, Clementina, Clementina and Luke Waddell. Um, you know uh, Jesse Franklin's Cal- been there a couple seasons now. Cal Connolly came up this year. You know Javier Valdez. Um, and, and, and it's it's feels almost like stagnant. We talked about a little bit about this last season that those guys need an opportunity in Gwinnett, but a lot of those guys are actually going to probably be leaving free agency this year. Yeah, there's really nobody that's going to be protected on the 40-man for uh, Rule 5, and I think a lot of them are now eligible for uh, minor league free agency. So I think, yeah, there's going to be a pretty nice turnover. And plus, there's, I mean, players coming up that are going to be deserving of opportunities. Uh, Nacho Alvarez, David McCabe, uh, Drake Baldwin got there uh, for a couple weeks here at the end of the season, got a taste, and did pretty well for himself there in the last couple of weeks. So there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a, a lot different looking roster than there has been. I mean, there might be guys, up, but like, like talking about Jesse Franklin, I mean, he's a, he's a guy whose numbers aren't super pretty, but it's time to push him up the ladder and see what he can do. Yeah. And guys like that. Luke, Luke Waddell. Um, we don't know what the shortstop situation is going to be a Gwinnett next season between Grissom and Shoemake, but I mean, Waddell's done enough at double A to, earn an extended look at AAA. So it's guys like that that are going to be pushing their way up the ladder or need to be pushed. I mean, kind of like Braden Shoemake over the last couple of seasons where he didn't necessarily earn the opportunity, but it's time to see what he can do at a higher level before he hits minor league free agency or need to protect him in the Rule 5 draft, and you haven't really got a good accounting of what can he actually do. Right. And then you have the case that that's such a poor offensive ballpark you know, that's I'm not crapping on the ballpark itself. Just that it, no, no, just the environment. It, it, it yeah, it just dep- it depresses offensive production there. When that's just another thing. It's, Rome is the same way. Um, so at some point you you do need to see. You know, Grayson Genesis is a perfect example of that, right? Like nothing he did in Mississippi made you think, all right, this guy's ready to go. But at the same time, you invested a second round pick in him. You had to push him to AAA, and. He didn't make it a triple A either, but at least then, you know. Yeah. And right. it's like Jesse Franklin. He was part of that 2020 draft. I mean, exactly. Been, I mean, where we uh, three plus seasons now, um, it's time to see what he can do at a higher level. I mean, he's not gonna get anything out of continuing to be a double A next season. Right. And Waddell. Yeah. I, I don't think I quite, I knew he was having a good season, but, uh, I was looking at the stats last night and, um, yeah, he. Uh, I think he finished. I want to say he finished third in the Southern League in batting average, um, and yep. in the top five in OBP. You know, pretty good numbers. He pushed basically pushed Cal Conley out of the shortstop spot. Um, by the end, Cal Conley was mostly playing second base, if I recall. Um, right. 
yeah, it, it's time to time to see what he can do at, at AAA, certainly. And uh, Cody Milligan's another one that probably needs that push. But the point is, these guys in Rome aren't going to be stopped. They, they're they're coming up. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, um, so these guys, the one exception to, you, you mentioned that rule five, there's probably not guys that they're going to be having to find a roster spot for to protect from rule five. One guy that's going, that's scheduled for minor league free agency that may end up finding themselves in like a, a Michael Tonkin situation from last off season. It's Luis de Avia. Uh, probably, I, I'll. Would you disagree that he was Mississippi's staff ace this year? Oh yeah, yeah. He he and Domingo Robles really carried that staff this season. Um, and I it it, it it helps to have some kind of depth at the double A level. Although he'll probably work his way up to triple A because it, it seems to be a kind of a gap there. There, I mean, you got all those the, all the guys who will be at triple A for next season, like a uh, like likely AJ Smith, Shaver. Darius Vines and others will be kind of in that mix at triple A. And then you talked about all the guys who'll be at high A. Uh, you got to have some guys in between that aren't just filler for the five spots in the rotation. So whether Dea Vila uh, returns to Mississippi or kind of wind, uh, works his way up into kind of a back end rotation spot for Gwinnett, I, I think the opportunity there for him. So I think that might be something that they would just sign to a contract, get him on the 40 man roster and, try to avoid having him leave through free agency. Yeah. I think they might just go ahead and put him on a 40 man roster and not even risk it. Yeah. I, I, that could very well, but especially since there's not a lot of guys this year where you're looking at, it's like, Oh, we got to put this guy. I mean, there's like in the years past, I mean, we're looking at like three, four guys who are almost like sure things to be put on there. Those guys aren't there this year. I think we were looking yeah. at what Tyler Owens and mm-hmm. as a, yeah, Tyler Owens is the only one that I can, conceivably think would be protected. But like we were talking about last time, I don't, I can't also see uh, a team drafting him and keeping him in the major leagues all season. Yeah. He's not, he's not at that level of prospect. Yeah. And, and day of he's an interesting guy. I mean, definitely a late bloomer, uh, but he signed so young, you know, he's only 22 and, you know, and we got him as a minor league free agent. So you kind of assume, okay, he's probably an older guy, but he's really not. No, wasn't he a minor league rule five pick? No, he was a he was a um, free agent. Hey, everybody! It is future, future Andy, Andy coming in from the future to future. say I was wrong. Uh, Luis Davia was in fact a minor league rule five draft pick in the 2021 rule five draft. Uh, that turned out to be a pretty good rule five for the Braves. They also drafted Alan Winans in that same draft. So there is your fact nugget of the day. And Andy was wrong. Thank you. Let me see where he came from. I, I want to think, I want to th- say he was with the Royals if I remember correctly, but I might be off on that. You, you are correct, sir. Anyway, thanks. Uh, thanks, Kansas City Royals, because we got a pretty pretty good pitcher. Now, granted, he had a 499 ERA in 2021 over two levels and a 516 ERA for the Firefly, the Columbia Fireflies in 2021. So it's not like he was blowing the doors open or anything like that. But he's obviously got arm talent and, you know, at that point, he was only twenty years old. 
Yeah, but like we talked about with the hitters, it kind of works opposite for the pitchers. Uh, you see guys like Dea Vila and Robles, and think, okay, they pitch very well at the double-A level in a offensively depressed environment. How well will that play up when they move up to triple-A? So, but at some point, you got to find out what you've got in these guys. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and you, you look at his you know peripheral numbers, and they're okay. They're, they don't blow you away. So yeah, maybe you put him in a a more neutral ballpark like in Gwinnett. Maybe maybe that shine goes away. Maybe they don't need to use a forty man roster for him. I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing to see. It's something we don't have to worry about here, I guess. Really, for another seven or, or another five weeks here, <laughs> I I hope there is a whole lot to talk about between then and there. <laughs> Want to go over just this last week here of uh, Mississippi and Gwinnett? Yeah, uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, both both teams were playing out the string. Nobody was even remotely uh, going to be going into the playoffs. But uh, Mississippi uh, did fairly well in um, playing against Pensacola in Pensacola this week as they finish up the home portion of their schedule last week. They won the first three out of the four of the series, but dropped the final two. Uh, so I uh, get a series split, but some good performances in there. I uh, mentioned De-, De Avila, and I think they were, they're kind of, it looked like they're kind of trying to dial back on the um, workload of these pitchers here at the end of the season. De Avila, uh, just 72 pitches, uh, four innings where he just gave up one run. Uh, Domingo Robles the next night, five and two thirds innings, uh, just one earned run. He only threw 79 pitches. I think they're trying to kind of limit these guys at the end of the season. Uh, uh, Daniel Martinez after that on uh, Friday, uh, six innings of one-run baseball, and he he did pretty well for himself here at the end of the season after being promoted for Rome. He'd already uh, got some previous time in Mississippi early in the season, didn't fare particularly well, went back down to Rome and more, earned his way back up, and uh, he's done pretty a, a solid job. I believe he's also going to be um, a minor league – I believe he's going to be a minor league free agent here at the end of the season. So That's um, correct. Yeah, so guys like that are kind of auditioning either – to remain with the Braves or find themselves some other employment here next season. Hurston Waldrop had a really good uh, start here on Saturday. Uh, four innings, uh, just gave up one run, struck out five, and just walked one hitter. Um, they had his uh, pitch count up to 63. So that's going to be interesting to see. I like to talk about it. I mean, it's worth it's going to be worth keeping an eye on the transaction wire come Tuesday to see what happens uh, with Waldrop and uh, possibly others as well, but I think I, th- I think it's pretty good possibility to at least bring them up to give them a little more work at the AAA level. Uh, looking at the bullpen, uh, I mentioned Brooks Wilson. He pitched three and a third innings this week, got a win and a uh, save. Uh, he gave up a solo home run, but that's the only run he's given up since he's been back at Mississippi. And he's, I think, he struck out uh, twelve now in uh, eight and a third innings. So. Um, really good work from Brooks Wilson, and he's kind of worked his way back into the form with between that uh, fastball and uh, the splitter he's got. I mean, he's he's got a pretty deadly arsenal for a late inning reliever. It might not be good enough for the postseason roster this season, but I think he's going to work his way into the mix for the big club at some point next season because he's kind of fits the the guy they're looking for. You want a guy who can bring up and down at will with the options, and I think he's a guy that's going to be very much in that mix. 
All right, looking at the hitters this week, um, Drake Baldwin, I think, is the guy we want to look at. He's only been with the club for a couple weeks now, but uh, he's he's acquitted himself pretty well. Uh, I think he's got over a 300 batting average over the, the time he's been at um, Mississippi, and he hit a his first double-A home run last week, and it was a tape measure shot. He hit it over the batter's eye in center field, so uh, gives him something to go look forward to, and I think, he, I think he'll open up next season at Mississippi, but he could very well work his way up, and I think he's work his way up to the forefront of um, Braves catching prospects at the moment. And with uh, Travis Darno only having possibly one more year as uh, in Atlanta, I think Drake Baldwin's a guy who could very well work himself into the mix here over the, the next season or so. All right. Looking at the uh, rest of the roster, uh, guys like Cody, uh, Cody Milligan are still, we're still doing their thing. Uh, Cody Milligan in the leadoff spot, got on base a lot, stole, uh, stole three bases during the week. Uh, I believe he ended up with over, I want to say, uh, I believe he had over 30 stolen bases of the season. I think most of everybody on the Mississippi roster had at least 20 stolen bases this season, or at least it seemed that way. Uh, Cal Gonley stole a bunch of bases this season, although he wasn't on base a whole lot. Uh, he made the most of his opportunities getting on base. Uh, Luke Waddell uh, did pretty well running as well. And I think, uh, yeah, Jesse Franklin even, uh, I believe, also had over, over 20 stolen bases. And that's a guy who wasn't even on the roster for the full season uh, due to his uh, injury from last year. Yeah, Con- Conley actually led the team with 32 stolen bases, but he actually led the Southern League in caught stealing at 13. Yeah, <laughs> I knew his percentage wasn't particularly great. Then <laughs> that's in the, uh, I think, unfortunately, I think he was miscast as a leadoff man for much of the season, and that, that kind of hurt him from a, the batting standpoint. But when he was on base, he was able to try to uh, make some progress with it. Uh, and of course, uh, the, team, the team did seem to have a, a much better spark when Milligan was leading off when he was healthy. Oh, very, very much so. And of course, uh, OFR Farm Report favorite Hendrick Clementina uh, got to a couple games this week and performed well. Uh, three for eight with three RBIs and a double um, from the limited uh, Mississippi offensive arsenal this week. He helped contribute a, a good portion of that. Very interested to see what team will win the Carousel Cannon sweepstakes this off seasons. Yeah. I don't, Cause I don't think it's going to be the Braves. I think they've, there's a lot of catching prospects or guys who have some potential out there. I mean, you got Adam Zabrowski and others uh, further on down the line. I think, uh, I think Clementine is going to be not long for this organization. Come the off season. Yeah, S- S- Steve Cohen will probably come in with his deep pockets and sweep them away. Yeah. <laughs> Especially his new spelt figure. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to uh, Gwinnett. Gwinnett um, finished up their road part of their schedule this week. They'll come back home to, to for their final series of the season this week. They did uh, pretty well. Uh, they lost the first game of the series. They lost the last game of their series, but they won the four games in between. Not a lot of offense there either. Uh, they only had two games where they scored more than two runs this week. And the starting rotation, much like it has in the last few weeks, just not a lot of innings because they're they use openers and guys on limited pitch counts. In fact, when I wrote the, the write-up for the farm report, I didn't even have to change the line because the <laughs> starting pitchers only contributed to 18, I think it was 18 and two-thirds innings, and the number was not changed from when I wrote it up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Mm. Um, Jesse Chavez uh, 
it started being an opener role on Tuesday. A little bit, a little rough. Uh, gave up two hits and a walk in his one inning of work and threw 24 pitches. But that was the only rough patch he had in his three outings. Uh, his second outing, uh, three up, three down, three strikeouts. And then on Saturday, uh, inning and a third, um, perfect, and had two strikeouts there as well. I think he's ready to come back. It's just a matter of – I think they're just like, giving him a bit of a break and um, let him work his way back. But I wouldn't be surprised if Litke – went down after the game tonight and we got Chavez back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the, some of the other starters, uh, Alan Rangel, um up from Mississippi. He's pitched pretty decently for Gwinnett so far. Uh, gave up three runs over five innings, uh, gave up a home run. I mean, which is kind of hard for the course for him, but I mean, he's, he's been very much improved over the last couple of months of the season, especially in Mississippi. And he's at least acquitting himself fairly well at Gwinnett where he could serve as a guy who might be kind of an up down kind of guy in the, Nolan Kingham uh, mold uh, next season. Yeah, he's he's also a uh, a uh, minor league free agent. So like, again, something something to watch. Yep, uh, mentioned that AJ Smith Shaver uh, start earlier, three hitless, scoreless innings. Uh, just walked one and struck out two. And did it in a pretty efficient twenty nine pitches. So I figure he'll probably get one more start this week and to kind of propel him into the offseason. But I don't see, I don't see him as being a uh, playoff roster candidate for Atlanta at all. Uh, Dylan Dodd, a decent start this week, four and two-thirds innings, gave up just a hit and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, one run on two hits, uh, threw 68 pitches. I, like Another guy, I think they're just kind of trying to wind him down on um, pitch count as well. And I mentioned earlier about the Darius Vines piggyback effort for A.J. smith Shaver, uh six innings, four hits, no runs, uh, struck out three and walked two, and he did it in an efficient manner as well. Six innings on just sixty-seven pitches, and fifty of the sixty-seven pitches were for strikes. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff you want to see from a guy with the, the kind of stuff he's got. I mean, as long as he doesn't walk people, uh, he's got a pretty good chance of uh, coming out of these situations in a pretty good fashion. Um, like I said, there wasn't much happening with the um, roster this week as as far as the batters. Uh, Avery Adrianza, um, he's been on a rehab assignment. He played four games for Gwinnett last week. Didn't do particularly great. Two for twelve. Uh, got his work in, scored a run, had a double. Um, so it is what it is. I don't see him really being an option unless a couple of injuries hit the big club and works his way into the mix. I think with Nicky Lopez, I mean, that kind of eliminates any possibility of Adrianza coming around. But let's say if something happens with Lopez or one of the other middle infielders, he could find his way back into the mix. Well, you figure he only needs to be better than Luke Williams. Yeah, and I think he would definitely be ahead of, like, say, Braden Shoemaker. The- now, that said, we did have a return from Vaughn Grissom. Yeah, uh mentioned that he had that uh, hip injury a couple weeks ago. In fact, I, th- I think you called it on this very program. You thought it might be a hip injury, and they revealed like a day or two later that's exactly what it was. Um, fortunately, it seems to be pretty minor since he made an appearance here. Like, he played in three games this week, so it webs you out maybe a week, week and a half, so... Not too bad. It could have been a lot worse, but he uh, went three for 10, um, scored two runs, drove in two, and got, got five walks over the course of the week. So he worked his way back into the lineup and did well. He kept his own base streak alive, too. Oh, that's right. Uh, pretty good streak there to finish out the season. Remains to be seen. I don't think he'll be in the, on the postseason lineup, but uh, you never know. I mean, it's a guy that. He may not have a position, but he can hit. So we'll see if that comes. And that's that's kind of that's kind of what I come back to. I mean, who else would you want pinch hitting 
you know, from the right side, right? Obviously, maybe Pilar, but I don't know. I, maybe Grissom. I, if the Braves look and say, you know what, we're, we're going to take our best offensive options for the bench, even if we don't use them, if we need them, we want our best options. And I think Grissom may be it. Yeah, because I'm thinking about, I mean, you got Darno, Lopez, Pilar. They're, they're sure things. And I'm guessing, for, I mean, I don't know if they're definitely go with Forrest Wall here in the playoffs. But I mean, that that's your four bench spots, but you could possibly look at, okay, maybe not Wall, but Grissom. Because, I mean, Wall does one thing well, he runs. But Grissom runs but fairly Grissom, well himself. I was going to say, Grissom's no slouch in that department, too. No. He's a guy that can steal 20 bags a season without any problem. He's not going to sit till 50, but but he can do other things besides run. I mean, like we said, he can provide a pinch hit. Obviously, you don't want to put him for defensive purposes like any stretch of the imagination, but there's things he could do to help contribute to a lineup. Well, if you need an emergency third baseman, you want to put Grissom out there instead mm. of Forest Wall. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the only way Wall would get into a game is a pinch run. So uh, they yeah. might look at – I think that's it's not a sure thing that Wall's going to be on the postseason roster. I mean, they could very well look at Grissom, especially if he's healthy. If they, if he's over this hip injury, then that could really propel him into the mix. All right, and that will do it for the uh, Gwinnett portion of the program. Uh, we have one more week for Gwinnett, and we talked about earlier, uh, Mississippi has wrapped up their season. Yep. So we're working on uh, a updated prospect list, uh, hoping to have that out uh, sometime before the major league playoffs. And, um, until then we'll be back next week, uh, unless I forget about it again, um, we'll, um, <laughs> talk about the uh, conclusion of the, uh, of the, uh, striper season. And we'll, uh, just kind of give overall kind of where we think the, the farm did well, where it did poorly, um, and kind of what to look forward to next year, you know, in broad strokes, and uh, we'll have a wrap-up of our uh, minor league fantasy season. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I have no idea. I checked it. I checked it about two months ago, and I was ahead, but it wasn't like by a lot. So I have, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, and uh, we'll have uh, hopefully in the next few days we should have Arizona fall league lineups coming out, and we'll find out who from the Braves will be sending to Arizona to participate. But I think there's some uh, pretty good clues as to what we'll be seeing out there. I mean, we, we discuss among ourselves, but the guys like Tyler Owens could work his could be part of that. Um, who else did we? Hayden Harris. Yeah, Hayden Harris. Uh, he's been a standout reliever for Mississippi this season. And uh, as, as we've seen the last few years, that kind of fits the profile of what the Braves send to Arizona. Is they, they'll send several relievers in there. So uh, it's going to be an interesting mix of players this year, I think. I don't think it's going to last few years it seems like they only have one or two solid players and then a lot of kind of fill-in types. But I think this year you're looking for guys who need the extra work and are returning from injury. So uh, Owens and Harris kind of fit into that mix. Yeah. I think Drake Baldwin is probably going to be a guy, but we'll see. And it looks like the Braves have just clinched a first-round bye. Oh, did because the Brewers the, lose? The Brewers lost to the Cardinals and to the corpse of Adam Wainwright. Who pitched seven scoreless innings tonight? Sweet. So, so the, the former Brave comes back to lend a hand. 
All right. Well, that's uh, that's sweet news. Um, next step would be, um, what is it? Uh, making sure that we have a better record than the Dodgers. So if the, the NLCS for, and then. Yeah. So if we get to the NFLCS, we have a guaranteed home field advantage in the NLCS. Yep. Yep. And then after that would be making sure we have the best record in baseball. So cross your fingers, you knock on wood, you get to the World Series and you have home field advantage there as well. Yeah, because they're having to look at the Orioles and now the Tampa Bay Rays who are getting a new ballpark. Yeah, in the wrong spot, but that's a whole that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least there, there's Good. just no winning with that team. <laughs> I, I saw some, somebody say the Tampa Bay Rays – are run by the smartest baseball men in the business and maybe the dumbest businessmen. <laughs> yeah, that sounds Anyhow. about right. But the good, the good part uh, about that is it's going to prov- uh, possibly lead to expansion, which will be a whole other conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I, I can't, I can't wait to talk about who should we protect in the, from the expansion <laughs> draft someday. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, well, being our tenth season doing this, oh, they, we should have a a mock expansion draft. Oh, geez, yeah, that, that might be something we have to do. <laughs> All right, everybody, hope you have a great week, and we'll see you uh, a week from today. Have a good one. No. Ni le bien qu'on m'a fait, ni le mal, tout ça m'est bien égal. Non, rien de rien. Non, je ne regrette rien. C'est payé. Allumer le feu, mes chagrins, mes plaisirs, je n'ai plus besoin de balayer les amours avec leur trémolo, balayer pour toujours, je repars à zéro. Ma vie